What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo as we're trusting Jesus Ministries here. It is awesome to be back with you guys, man. And I'm still pumped about the the idea of going through Genesis with you guys because, man, it's already been fascinating. We're finally on chapter two, even though chapter two is still technically a part of chapter one because we don't stop the thought until after this uh, uh, episode. And then we rethink again. We um, conclude our thought and we move on. So it's kind of weird that they do chapter breaks like this where they don't really reconcile with the way that the text was written. So this is an example. And if you want to learn a little bit more about why that is, then uh, you should check out my series that I am doing on textual criticism. And the last episode will kind of talk about this episode 10. So check that out on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, or uh, what's the other, the other TikTok. Yeah, all that stuff. Trust in Jesus Ministries. So check that out and find out a little bit why the chapter breaks are a bit weird sometimes. But this is an example of that. This chapter two, verse one really doesn't complete the thought because we all know that there were seven days, right? God created the earth in six days. And then on the seventh day, he rested. That's that's uh, what we kind of think about all the time because we're talking about the Sabbath and stuff. Well, chapter two starts out with the seventh day. So it probably should have gone into chapter one. Anyway, enough about that, man. If you haven't read chapter two, one through three, then stop the tape, check it out, see what it has to say, come back, and we will discuss the four questions. If you've already read it, then wait no further. We about to dive on in here. So what does Genesis chapter two, verses one through three say? It says, and the heavens and earth and all its hosts were complete. And it says, and God stopped on the seventh day from all of his work, which he did. And he rested on the seventh day from all of his work, which he had to do. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it for in it. He rested or he ceased from all of his work, which he created to do or some say creatively did. Uh, so, man, we've got some some cool stuff here. The Sabbath, right? The Sabbath day, keeping it holy. That's the uh, fourth commandment, I believe. And this is where it all starts. It starts from who God is. It starts from what he does. He rests after his work. He rests. Now, what's so fascinating about this is just the idea of um, the way that our author pictures God and humanity versus the way that all of these other um, all of these other religions of that time pictured their God and their reality of being human. Because it is uh, one of the major themes that uh, man was created to work, okay? That they were created to work because the gods didn't want to do that work. The gods didn't want to uh, have to do all of this stuff. So they're like, we'll create beings to do it for us so that we can just chill and parlay all day. And so human beings were created as an afterthought. They were created as just instruments of uh, of divine slavery but this is not so in the christian judeo-christian religion in the in the the biblical view of humanity this is not so our work and our rest comes because it is a reflection of what god has done and how he has rested you see, God benevolent, benevolently 
works. He works in order to produce goodness for the sake of others. And ours, our work is to be the same way as we live, as we work. It is to do good for the sake of others. See, that's the beauty and that's the thought process and that's the twisting or, or the, 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 the difference between the truth of our religion and the worth that we have versus the world. See, that's a, that's a stark and beautiful change that um, God reveals to his um, um, sons and daughters that they can recognize and see that he devoutly loves them. He created them out of love. And he called them to himself because of love. We have worth, man. We have worth. And then God sanctifies this day. He calls this day holy because he rested on it. And so in the same way as he works and he rests, and it's not that he, he has to rest because he's weary, but he rests because everything that he has done has been done. And then the other, um, uh, there's a, been a thought process that in all the other days, it says it was evening, it was morning. Uh, whatever day, said day, day X. And in this one, he doesn't do this. It's because it was intended to be a blissful paradise for all eternity. This was be the end of days, that it would be a time of, of peace and, and beauty and wonder and, and relaxation and, and community and fellowship with God and man. Obviously, sin destroyed that, but that was the goal. That was the plan. Well, what is this? What is this saying about God? What is this scripture saying about God? Well, God is a loving God, and I, I talked about that a little bit because it is not that He created us to do all the stuff so He don't have to do it. He didn't create us so that we could be slaves to Him uh, to do the work that needs to be done. Paul says it quite clear, man. There ain't nothing we can do. He says, ain't no house that we can make for him. Ain't no work that we can do for him. Anything that we do, he can do on his own. We are in him. That is how we live and move and have our being. There's nothing that we can do to give back what he has been given, to, what he has given to us. But man, he is such a loving God that he would allow us to, to do and be as he is and that we could work and flourish and help to, to grow this earth to be a, a wonderful and, and beautiful place. And then also that we would rest in it. That after we do see the work that we have, we can sit back and look and say, man, God, look what you've allowed me to do. Look what you've allowed me to accomplish with my life because of your beneficence and your grace upon me. But it also is that he is absolutely sovereign. And we talk about the Sabbath because uh, I said that uh, it's the fourth commandment. Yet the earth has had Sabbaths regardless if we observe them. Uh, we see that it was a part of the natural thing of, of the way of life because God allowed them to gather the grains in six days and then in the seventh day they wouldn't. And that was um, before the Sinai covenant, which is to say, which we'll talk about because we're going to get to Exodus um, uh, it'll be, probably be a little bit, but we'll get to Exodus. But it's before that, before he has given the covenant and the laws to the people, they still observe somewhat of a Sabbath rest. And so this is an institution that God has placed in before time. And if we were, we do it or not, man, he, it, it's, it's, it happens. 
that's just the thing that happens. And so because of that, man, it just lets me to realize that God is sovereign and ruler over all things, regardless if we recognize it. Now, the thing is, we need to recognize it because that's what's going to make life a whole lot better. And I think that's what the, the, um, the, the scriptures are trying to convey is to recognize the order that God has placed upon this earth and then live under it. That's what it means to be under his rule. That's what it means to serve him as a vice regent or a um, um, a king under his kingship. And then finally, man, God is a creative God. It says that he has uh, done these things creatively. He says that God has created this wonderful world. And it is a beautiful thing. He can sit back, look at it and say, it's very good. What about man? What's the saying about man? Um, a, a, a rabbi said that uh, the Sabbath day, it calls us back to God. It calls us back to an understanding of the one who created everything. You see, while we're busy with work and we're busy with doing and we're busy with consuming, that on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Monday or whatever day that you see, uh, cease from work, and, and stop and recognize the creation that God has made, the beauty of what he has done, so that we can come back to God, a, a fresh reality, a reset to say every week that we can recognize the power, the wonder, the love, the benevolence of God. It's a coming back. And he also says, and in this coming back, in this this um, recognition of who God is, it also is a recognition of who we aren't. That as we strive these six days to achieve all the things that we're supposed to achieve, to do all the things that we're supposed to do, to make the money, to be able to support and to help out all the people that we are to do, that in the end, on the sixth day, whenever um, traditionally it's called for us to cease from all work, to cease from all doing, that now we have to rely upon God. That not only are we brought back to his beauty and his wonder, but we're also brought back to the understanding that we can't do these things on our own. That we are not capable in our own strength to maintain. And that we need to trust and rely on the one who has all power and all strength. And then he gives it abundantly to us. So I think those are the things that... um, as man, we are called to understand is to to reset our minds upon God, to reset our thoughts and our reality and our um, strength and our reliance on God. So how do we apply these truths? I think it ends with that. Man, as we take our day of rest, reflect, I'm sorry, reflect on the wonder of God. See his beauty in his creation. Recognize his majesty in his works. See him with eyes that you have not seen him before. And then two, recognize, we must recognize our reliance upon him and him alone. Our reliance upon him and him alone is something that we should be reflecting upon in those days as well. I appreciate you guys. That was the seventh day. And now we are on to another phase in the creation story as we go through the end of chapter two. 
I appreciate you guys, and I will see you in the next episode.